Here at Kerygma Ventures, our love for the Bible doesn't stop us from having questions about it. Quite the opposite. Our love for the Bible makes us more curious about it. Do you sometimes wonder how the message of the New Testament gives meaning to the Old Testament? Are you fascinated by how Scripture applies to your life? If you do, head over to studythebibleguide.com to get some answers. Listen, we've got a simple guide to give you. It's free, and it's packed with practical tools to help you study the Bible. That website, again, is studythebibleguide.com. And thanks for listening to this Kerygma Ventures podcast. God bless. Welcome back to the Kerygma Ventures podcast. This week, we head back to the ranch for Dudley Hall and Sam Downs' conversation about husband-wife relationships. Men, how do you really know if you're a good husband? Women, how do you really know if you're a good wife? In this chat, Dudley and Sam explore prioritizing our partner's growth and learning to let go of control in our marriages. They also touch upon conflict resolution and providing emotional support to your husband or wife. As always, we encourage you to invite your friends into the conversation. Not in the same way that we talked about parenting. I want to drill down more to to a husband-wife relationship. Um, How does a young husband know he's succeeding as a husband? Um, Maybe kids haven't come into the picture yet. What are some markers that he can zoom out and point to? Again, I don't want to get into the report card thing, but... I, I want to know if I'm, I mean, maybe your wife will tell you, her own demeanor and health will tell you if you're succeeding as a partner of hers, but how do I know if I'm a good husband? <laughs> the smart aleck me wants to say. Don't say anything <laughs> smart aleck. I'm trying to have a serious moment. Oh, gosh. I was going to say, you won't know for about 30 years and then you'll know <laughs> too late. No, I would say this. Okay, let's, let's, let's go at it this way. Mm-hmm. Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might purify and cleanse it. Mm-hmm. How would Jesus say he would know that he's being successful as he loves you? You're part of the church. So he's, lo- he's loving the church. Yeah. So, so we say to Jesus, you're, you're the husband, you're the, you're the bridegroom of the church. How do, you, how do you know you're doing a good job here? So I would say, I'm committed to my wife's uh, flourishing mm-hmm. for her uh, knowing she's beautiful mm-hmm. the way she is beautiful, knowing that she's loved and accepted, knowing that she's she has a role, that she has a purpose. And uh, if I see that growing, yeah. I see confidence in her start coming out. I see her coming out of a shell if she's been in a shell. Mm-hmm. I see her start to try to use gift, giftings that I knew she had that she yeah. didn't know. Mm-hmm. If, if I see her flourishing, then I know at least I'm not getting in the way mm-hmm. of her growth as a Christian, mm-hmm. her growth as a person. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I, I think you just have to pay attention, and it's hard to it's hard to do over a short period of time. You can't say this week. Can I do it? Mm-hmm. No, but over a year or so, you can see. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, many days I think I'm doing a good job, 
And then many days I think, I'm doing such a terrible job. You know, I've worked so much this week. I've hardly been home. I haven't taken her on a date in a long time. She's stressed. I don't know how to, I don't know how to mitigate that stress. Um, so one lesson I'm in the midst of learning is that I can't, I can't own things that aren't mine to own as it pertains to my marriage. Like the, my, my ability to affect a whole lot of change and control anything is way more limited than I want to believe. <laughs> and so the recent journey in my own marriage has been one of maybe surrendering and saying, okay, I'm, I'm going to show up and I'm going to um, initiate yeah. like you talked about earlier. But ultimately, God didn't assign me the task of making sure that all of Corinne's problems are solved every day. But many days I, I use that as the, as the metric yeah. for success. Okay, if, I've, if she's not stressed, then I must be doing a good job as a husband. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you can relate to that or if I've had other conversations with the men who feel similarly, but yeah. I, I face that often. You know, our good friend John Townsend and, uh, and his friend wrote a book called um, Boundaries. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, that book has a lot of good stuff in it. Mm-hmm. They did a good job with that. And I think all, all through our life, as far at least as far as long as I've lived, you're, you're, you're continuing to redo those boundaries. Yeah. And I think early marriage, you don't know where those boundaries are. Mm-hmm. And, and so... You feel like I'm responsible for my wife's joy. Yes. You aren't. You can't. Mm. She, that's her. That's her deal. She's got to work with the Lord, and I have to leave her. I'm responsible not for, for not being the obvious yeah. cause of her frustration, but I, I I can't make her joyful, mm-hmm. you know, and I can't make her loving. <clears throat> I have to give her the room to be disciplined of the Lord mm-hmm. because He loves her better than I do. Yep. And so I think uh, the thing that I, I tried to do with Betsy, my wife, and I would, I've tried to do with other couples is say, look, whatever the issue is, the first thing y'all do is both of you get on the same side of it. Mm. So if the issue is this conflict right here, mm-hmm. and you're here and I'm here, we're going to be shooting at each right. other and yeah. pressing against each other. Yeah. So I want to take the initiative and come over and get on your side mm-hmm. and say, I know you're frustrated. Yeah. And I understand why you're frustrated. Yeah. And I've probably been a part of the frustration. So let's let's figure out how to, yeah. can I help you deal with this or do you just want to deal with yourself? Yeah. Okay, so now we're on the same side of it and we're we're a team rather than we're two people trying to work out a conflict. Yeah, that's really great imagery and really helpful practical advice. Um, I think bolted onto that, something else I'm learning is I have found, this is going to come as a shock to you, but I've found that if Corinne's worked up about something and I come in and match it and I'm like, you know, worked up along with her, that usually doesn't work out too good. <laughs> uh, I, I think God has equipped husbands. I'm not saying he's not equipped wives maybe in a comparable way, but I think husbands are uniquely equipped with in, in their seat on the bus, on this marriage bus, 
they're equipped with the ability to be a little bit more of a thermostat than they realize. Mm -hmm. And if things are real hot and they say, you know what, I'm going to come back down about 70 degrees and, and be confident and comfortable in that, that serves their wife so well yeah. and demonstrates to their wife, hey, you're safe here to just yeah. breathe and come down. And um, I know it's crazy to think about it. It just doesn't ever really work whenever I get worked up along with <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. And the opposite is true. If, she, if I'm all hell-bent about something and she comes in hot about it, it just doesn't serve one another well. Yeah. So it speaks to your, what you're painting about getting on the same side of this thing. And um, that's a mistake I regularly make as I meet her emotional level like I'm fired up too. I mean, I'm easily fired up yeah. about things. Not even necessarily saying I'm angry, but if I can stay in a level position and measured, um, that really serves her well mentally and emotionally. So, yeah. So, uh, I just think a lot of times. I think you're, we've talked about this before, but a lot of times you can you can bring that uh, thermostat down by. Uh, just acknowledging that the issue that's foremost in her mind, you can understand why that's an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She just needs somebody on her side. That's right. Corinne says that often. She's like, she'll say it a bit more aggressively than I'm going to say it, but I, you know, I just need you to, to validate yeah. me. Not saying make this as big of a deal as what I want it to be made into, but but somebody see me that this is hard in this moment. Yes, right. Yeah. People, you know, she just wants to be seen. And I get that. Like, yeah. you know, I can put myself in that position of thinking if, if, if a bomb has gone off, let's say at Kerygma Ventures or out here at the ranch, and I call and need air support and you dismiss me yeah. and say, okay, Sam, that's not that big of a deal. It'd be far more helpful for you to say, well, that's... We, we've got a mess on our hands. Let me get in and, and yeah, serve right. you in it. Um, I don't know. It's a fine line. You don't want to perpetuate people's emotional outrage, but you do want them to be seen. Yeah. So anyway. Okay. It's good. We'll uh, on. One thing. Go, oh, yeah. Fire away. For, for, former question you asked uh-huh. about something that we uh, I did as a family. I got all my family to... Uh, to use the proverb of the date. Oh, cool. And so suppose, I mean, not yep. everybody did it all the time, but every month we would go through proverbs. Mm-hmm. And so that often was a jumping off place for our discussion. Yeah. And so like right here, it, one of them came to my mind, you know, when, when you, the first person that tells you the problem uh, is not, is not got the whole, whole story. Yeah. That's Dudley's interpretation yeah. of a proverb. Yep. So a, as you're listening to an issue, just know that the person you're listening to is telling it from their perspective yep. and whatever. Yep. And so, but anyway, going back to that whole thing, I, I do think it's a great, it's, it's a great discipline in life, even if you don't do it for a while, to take whatever proverb of the day it is, the date, yeah. and read that proverb and just see if there's one or two in there that you can think about meditating, sure. whatever. Pretty soon you got the whole, I mean, you do it 12 times a year. Yeah, that's good. Uh, pretty soon you got the whole book of Proverbs. Thank you so much for listening to the Kerygma Ventures podcast. 
We'd love for you to join us next week as we continue to bring you conversations and messages that challenge you to live a life of grace and freedom, developing a thriving relationship with Jesus. If you enjoyed today's episode, would you share it with someone in your life who you know would be encouraged to hear it? Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.